Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey girl. Hey girl. How's it going? I'm feeling a lot at the moment and I don't really want to talk about it. Thanks for asking. <laughs> ask Great, me again. End of show. Ask ask me ask me again. Uh how you how's it going? I'm not doing so well. Do you have the space for me to vent right now? It's okay if you don't. <laughs> okay, ask me again, ask me again. How are you doing? I think it's <laughs> I think, you know, this is not funny. This is not meant to be funny. I'm serious. I think it's time I find help. What I'm doing isn't working. Thank you for listening. It's a relief to finally voice that. Okay, so I found this list of things that you can say <laughs> instead of I'm fine when people ask how you are. And yeah. I'm trying them out. Okay. Do you want to hear the last two? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Ask me, ask me. Hey, Lucy, how's it going? Ra- <laughs> Rationally, I know this feeling won't last forever. And yet, this time in between is so painful. Okay, last one, last one. Lucy, how is how are you feeling today? I'm overwhelmed. Things aren't going as I hoped. I'm trying my best to cope. Okay, that I can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> Just that one? That's a response I'm interested in. Yeah, so I'm trying them out this week, and you know how I hate when you ask me, how are you? And So, so you're going to actually, when someone says, how are you doing, you're going to actually say some of those things? I'm going to try. I have to memorize them first, though. <laughs> you know I hate the question. If you're not feeling good, you can just say, shit, don't really want to talk about it, but thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first one. Yeah. The rest of them seem a little elaborate. Like if some, if I said somebody, "How are you?" and they answered with some of those, I'd be like, "You'd be like, um, okay, psycho." <laughs> that's along the lines of that. Um, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> I think it's it's definitely a part of like you know how you and I get so frustrated with all this like, uh, it's like softy, softy fucking bullshit. Right. I, don't know. I just. Precious, precious. The one thing I, yeah, the one thing I definitely, I hate the language around all of this stuff. Yeah. It's like, I get that it's, it's like a form of consent about all of these things. And, but I do think it's slightly like overcomplicating it. I know. If it's not somebody I know or feel comfortable with, I'll just say, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. And just keep it moving. Of course. You know, my life, my life story. No. But if it's somebody I'm comfortable with, why wouldn't I just be like, you know what? I feel like shit. I'm tired or I'm this, but right. like, don't worry about it. It's not be deal. I don't want to talk about it. Or like, oh, it's a long story. Do you actually want to hear it? Right. Instead of all of this, like, I'm feeling very, <laughs> you wouldn't exactly say that to someone in a restaurant, would you? But I, uh, but I feel no, like people waitress- are. No, if we, if the waitress was like, "How are you?" I would just be like, "Hi, yeah, I'm great." Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to have a conversation. I know. Do you really want to know my problems? My husband died, and so did my best friend. Right. I feel like shit. <laughs> right. I don't know. Like, what do you like? Where's my fucking table? <laughs> I need some French fries. 
<laughs> you know, it's actually, it's so funny that we're having this conversation. Because one of the things I wanted to tell you that made me laugh that happened last night was, yeah. you know, when you get, well, maybe not, maybe it's just me. When I'm really tired, I get quite like toddler-like in the sense that I get like very emotional. Yes, I've um, noticed. Yeah, I just can't. It's like my emotion, I get tearful. There we go. It's right. not like emotional. It's just like I get easily tearful when I'm overtired. And then also all of my kind of normal mechanisms kind of cease to function, like social mechanisms. Some people may call it Asperger's. I Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's... We're not psychologists Spurgeon. here. It's definitely slightly Spurgeon. But um, so... Last night I was at Trader Joe's and I was just really tired because I've been doing manual labor all day because I'm back in California, I'm back at my little cottage and we're finishing bits and bobs. Yeah. So I was doing like manual labor and I had a pole class, which was very, I haven't, I haven't done it for three months. So it was like, you know, a little intense. Uh The guy at Trader Joe's saw my, you know, my denim thing, which I was going to wear today, which I didn't wear because I feel like I accidentally wear it every time we do a show. It says Davy Jones band on it. Yeah. He was like, oh, Davy Jones band. Like, what's that? I was like, oh, like, Davy Jones's band. <laughs> and he was like, as in, like, the Davy Jones. I was like, yeah. And he's like, why do you have that? And I'm like, it's my dad. And he, which I never do. Whenever people ask me stuff like that, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it's just like so much. But because I was tired and all of my defenses were down, I was like, it's my, it's my dad. Right. And he was like, so he said to me, which I thought was really, like, weird. He said, so how was that, what was that like growing up? I hate that question. And you, we get asked that all the time. All the time. Because my options are lie or <laughs> tell the truth. <laughs> Which nobody wants to hear. Nobody has time for that. And because I was so tired and all of my defenses were down, I just said... Yeah, it was great. It was an amazing experience. I, like, didn't have a dad, but I got to do, like, a lot of... (laughs) I didn't have a dad, you know, like most people do, but I just... I got to do, like, loads of cool things. I was like, so, you know, just, like, weighs up, checks and balances. And he just looked at me and I was like... Okay, thanks, bye. (laughs) That's amazing. And as soon as I got out of the store, I just thought of you and I thought... I have to tell her this. This is just so, like, it's one of those things that obviously you'll just get because there are yeah. times where you just say things where you're just like, yeah, why did I say that? <laughs> why did I tell the truth? Why did I, or just whatever it is. And then I felt, I walked out trying to like, f- like act all normal. I was with Alec and then I turned around and I was like, I don't know why I answered that question in that way. And I also have never answered that question in that way. Wow. I thought it was pretty funny. It is funny. I think if my defenses were down and I was in that state, I'd be like, well, uh, he was, you know, a drug addict until I was 13 and I didn't see him except for once a year and it was supervised because the last time my mom left me alone with him and she picked me up in the morning, I was sitting on top of him and he was passed out and I was crying. (laughs) Thanks for asking. Have you ever been punched in the face? Okay. That's what it feels like. <laughs> but, you know, there were some perks, like I, uh... Like you met Obama. That was pretty sick. Yeah, I met Obama, so I guess it was worth it. <laughs> Checks and balances. 
So anyway, when somebody <laughs> who you don't know asks you personal questions, just lie. That is my advice. Yeah, you just don't need lie. To tell them no, the truth. no, they don't need to know anything about you. No, nobody needs the Nor truth. Nor do they want to. No, they don't, they don't want, want it. To. No. <laughs> I think I told you about that little seven-year-old the other day that told me that he got he gets triggered by the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Oh, I can't go in the ocean. I get triggered by the ocean." I said, "I said, what do you mean?" He said, "I just get triggered," and I said. What does triggered mean? And he said, I don't know. <laughs> and I said, okay. <laughs> like, the lingo is insane. I know. And, and that's the thing. Nobody it. knows it's, what they're saying. It's not, the, it's not the concepts themselves. Generally, those are, I would say, valid a lot of the time. Sure. It's, it's the chat that I'm just like, can you just say this like a normal fucking person right. and not like you're doing like a PSA on TikTok? I exactly. don't need to hear that. <laughs> um, but anyway, good to know that you are clearly struggling. Yes, I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> and you have consent from me to tell me how you feel and what your experiences if you wish to share. Thank you, because I know it's the age of consent and I cannot even I didn't even ask for your consent before we hit record. Are you okay to do this? I'm so sorry. Um, no, I just I like... feel violated and I'm calling the cops right now. <laughs> that was very insensitive of me. I just assumed we were doing the podcast. I didn't even... Don't worry, Lucy. Even Zoom knows how to ask me for consent. It asks me for consent every time you press record. I know. It says to me, do you give permission for this to be recorded? And I say, <laughs> yeah. So I already clicked my legal consent form. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, we have got an episode in store <laughs> for you all. I hope you've all had a lovely couple weeks since we spoke last Annabelle has traveled across the globe. You're now back here in California. Mm-hmm. I am. It's nice to be back in the sunshine. Just makes things feel a little easier. Are you lying? Because you told me that you did not want to come back. <laughs> I mean, no, I did. I obviously had my reservations about returning, but um, yeah, it is nice to be back. It really is. It's, um, You're still jet lagged, aren't you? I am. Oh my God. Getting old is brutal. It really Not that is. I'm like old. I'm 33. Right, right. When I was in my 20s, jet lag was like, yeah, yeah, one day. It's shit for one day. And now it's it's a slog. Yeah. It takes it takes from me. Yeah, it's like two weeks. I know. Um, it's awful. Now, how was your return trip? Because you, you mentioned that something f- funny happened on your flight. It wasn't really funny, Lucy. Oh, well, it's it never was. funny at the time. I mean, I have a story that'll, that happened to me last night in a restaurant that's absolutely nuts also let's hear what happened to you okay so you know before I was leaving I was like really frightened of leaving because I just had had such a lovely time where I was and I was so happy yeah and obviously because I have PTSD from the crash of just like waking up and my whole life was just taken away from me and ruined yes I now have I have some kind of like reflex in me where that I'm working through where that is like a fear when things start to feel good, when I start to feel happy, I start feeling like just like very frightened that it's going to get taken away from me. And I have faith that it will ease with time if I keep, you know, focusing on working through it. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so my big fear was like leaving and having everything taken away from me and not making it to California or something going wrong and taking everything away from me. 
So we're on the plane, we're over Greenland, and turbulence begins. Oh, God. And my rule of thumb with turbulence is that even when it's really bad, if I look at the air stewards and stewardesses and they're chilling, I'm chilling. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. They got it. Like, we're all good. If they look scared, then something is wrong. (laughs) Panic. (laughs) Okay, so it started to be quite bad and I and I started crying not because I was scared but more just because I was like emotional anyway and I was just like for fuck sake could this have just been a fine flight yeah and it was going on for a while and the air stewardess came over to me and she was so sweet she's like are you all right and I was like yeah I'm fine like honestly don't worry about me I'm just having a moment and she's like do you want some medicine I was like no, I do not. She's like, you can have some medicine. I don't want you to suffer. Medicine? Just just know that if I give you this pill, you will be out until we get to LA. Wait, they're not allowed to do that. It was bad. I thought it was, it was Ill- I thought it's illegal for them to give you even an Advil on a flight. I don't know. Damn. She saw me <laughs> she saw me crying. The turbulence was escalating, but she was still chilled. She's like, don't worry about it. I know it feels bad. She's like, just imagine a ship at sea and you're going over the waves. Okay, so this went on for a while. And then then things got worse. And it was like, things were shaking. Doors were opening. The lights were switching on and off. The speaker system stopped working. People were screaming. No. The air stewardesses were falling over and rolling around. No. It was so fucking bad. And I began literally to pray. I held Alex's hand and I looked at him in the eyes and I was like, thank you. This has been an amazing experience. I love you. I'm very grateful to you. And we just like, and I was just like, and this is happening. It was like... Boom. Boom, 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 And then the plane was like going side to side and then it would be fine for a while and then it would just be like, boom. It was so fucking bad and it went on for 45 minutes. Had you taken that pill? I did not take the pill. <laughs> okay. No, I don't believe in getting drunk or taking pills on the plane because... Really? Survival si- no, because if there is a survival situation, I need to be like fully cognizant right. so I can like If there swim. is a survival situation, I want to be as drunk as possible. Okay, so if there's a survival situation, <laughs> I need to be able to swim. I need to be able to create a raft. I need to be able to right, like climb a mountain. Right. Yeah. If um, if the end of the world comes, I'm just gonna take a bunch of acid. <laughs> cool. That sounds like my nightmare. And I don't even. I've never. I no. I'm just. I'm a big talker. I don't. I don't mess with the hallucinogenics. I think that's like if I was going to do any drug, that would be the one that I would be the most kind of open to doing. Oh my god! Imagine. But it was so bad, Lucy. I have never, ever, ever, ever experienced, and I've been on thousands of flights in my life. I've never experienced anything like that. No, that sounds. People were screaming and praying, and astrodusters were rolling around on the floor, like unable to. It was awful, and they looked terrified. The woman on the speaker was like, "Okay," and it was like going in and out. She's like, "We are now experiencing." Very severe turbulence. And it was so fucking bad. Jesus. Which I thought was just like the most incredible 
typical thing. I feel like every lesson I learn in my life, I learn through the hard way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and because I had been so frightened about leaving and so frightened about something going wrong and taking everything away from me. You were ready for it. it. Like, <laughs> it was like the ultimate test of my beliefs. Yeah. And I remember sitting there on the plane thinking like, if I don't believe that there is anything after death, then death is just death. And if I do believe that there is something after death, then there is nothing to be afraid of because it's, it's not an end. Death isn't an end. Right. And like in that moment, I was very, very clear on that. Yeah. I think about that and moment all the time. I, I imagine the moment where I'm really going to have to face death and how how strongly I, I will be able to hold to my courage and my belief of what I believe. Yeah. It's that moment. Mm. And you went through it. Well, also I did with Ryan and Max. I know that. Tess said all my beliefs with that, but then it's like, it's fine when it's for other people. Right. That's one thing, but it's like, is it for yourself? If it had been a split second thing, I don't know what the answer to that question would have been, but because I had time to like yeah. go through the stages of being like, is this happening? I don't know. It might right. be. It feels like it might be. It, it gave me time to like get scared, cry, and then yeah. sit settle into like what was happening wow it was so fucking nuts that's crazy it was so nuts and then afterwards after it was clear the captain came on the thing he was like very apologetic and he said you know we knew that turbulence was coming but none of the planes in front of us like saw this coming either we've all just gone through it everyone gets through it it's 45 minutes i'm sorry like just hang on on (laughs) hold on to your tits hang on to your pussies (laughs) And then afterwards, he was on the speaker just, like, apologizing, basically, and saying thank you to everyone for keeping calm. Oh, my God. It was pretty interesting. You see, this is why the stewardesses need pants instead of a skirt, which I know they've been trying to get these laws passed where the garments are changing for the female Mm. flight attendants. Because when they're knocking about and rolling around, you can't be in a pencil skirt. I know. I mean, no wonder they were falling over. They couldn't, like, bolster themselves. No, they couldn't get their footing in the heels and the skirt. The heel, yeah. If you've ever, if anyone listening to this has ever worn a pencil skirt, it's like putting a rubber band around (laughs) your knees. You can't, you have to, like, walk like a cartoon character, just, like, tiny steps in front of each other. They need slacks and boots. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like snow boots with spikes in. Yes. So they can scale the walls when it turns sideways. Yes. Yeah. I've definitely never felt a plane like pitch in a turbulence situation. That's terrifying. And it's like, for me, it's the creaking sounds. Or I'm just like, is this like a creak or is this like a creak and snap? You know? Right. Yeah. Well, have you seen those videos of how far a a plane can bend? Like, honestly, a plane can Uh, bend so far. Yeah, so that's what, that's afterwards, they were like, these things want to fly so bad, and she's like, the tail will literally go like, yeah, they're like like rubber, rubber. yeah, yeah. um, And I just kept thinking about, because I was sitting on the wings, which is where is my preferred place to Really? Yeah, I like to sit on the Just right next to that huge engine that if that blows up, you're the first one to go. Yeah, no, there's no time. There's no being in the tail and just like surviving all the way to the ground. no. 
the tail's too flimsy. Right. I want to either, if the engines are going to fall off, then I'm just going to be cruising on those wings. Like right. Like a paraglider. I see, I see. Down. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, Sorry but, if so this I, is it, triggering it was... for anyone. <laughs> Sorry we didn't ask. I know. A trigger warning. We didn't give, we but, didn't ask permission to talk about this. Sorry. Uh, but, listen. Those bitches at the back, that's all I could think about is the people at the back of the plane. I was like, they must have been, I would have thrown up. The poor people at the back of the plane. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's where all yes. the poor people sit. I know. And I felt for them. I really did. I um, sit in the back of the plane, FYI. I know. I used to, but I just don't anymore. <laughs> that's where all the open rows are. Yeah, I mean, I'll sit in the back of the plane if it's. The, okay, here's the thing. Not to li- listen. And you can get snacks easiest. Well, not when you're in business. They so just you can get any snack you want. Oh, sorry, sorry, Jesus. Okay, any flight over six hours. You're going business. I'm going business. I can six hours and under. I'm good. I'll go to New York. I'll go New York to London. All of that. I'm good. I'm golden. I do right. not need to be in a fancy seat. But if I'm on a plane for eleven mm-hmm. hours. No. Right. I need to be able to lie down and just like narcolepsy and just forget everything. Yeah. yeah. And I need to be offered drugs. <laughs> and I need. <laughs> I remember when I was younger, you know, the last row where the seat back is like up against the wall yes. of the cabin? I used to go and I would sneak and I would lay down. Yeah. Under. Oh, under the thing. seats? Yeah, at the back. I believe that's probably not safe. Absolutely not safe. It's illegal. But I got to lay down, so. Wow. Yeah, a lot of my flights to England, I'm just balled up with a family of six in the back for 11 hours. How do you just, like, how do you, like, mentally? Well, the reason I did that through COVID, because I flew several times back and forth, was that there would be, like, two people on the flight. So I could just go no, exactly. in any Sorry. row. But, like, just for you, because you're quite an explosive character, I can just imagine that that environment for you is quite challenging. I mean, I'm a chaos woman. <laughs> Didn't someone call me that? Literally, well, it's, one of the main reasons why I go in business is because I, it's me protecting other, like, the public. I was going to say, myself. it's not hard for me. It might be hard for the people around me, but... No, I'm very well behaved on a flight. Very well behaved. I'm very well behaved in public. It's just with you that I jerk around. Uh, okay. Because I have, like, the number of freak out panic attacks I've had on planes, and it just gets to the point where it's like, I need to be in a pod by myself for this. I need to be isolated. If I'm going to cry on the flight from England to America for six hours, that needs to be done in private. Wow. I know. It's so bad. It's so, I'm actually out of control on a plane. Well, I can't wait to fly with you. I know. Well, I'll be in business class and you'll be in the back, so you won't be fine. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be the Kristen Wiig character in, in. <laughs> yeah, you fucking are. Help me, yeah. I'm poor. <laughs> Trying to get Oh, you thieves. <laughs> you cannot be up here. Hello, Grandpa. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just want to be here with my friends because I'm with this group. Um, the sign just went off. Can't she stay up here for like a minute? Uh, absolutely stop? not. Coach passengers are not allowed up here in first class. Really? It's policy. I'm sorry. Oh, this is a very 
This is a very strict plane that I'm on. Welcome to Germany. Auf Wiedersehen, asshole. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then she on. does the Hitler massage. She's like, oh, God. <laughs> you actually wow. remind me of her a little bit. So many people say that I remind them of Kristen Wiig. Yeah, when we first met, I was like, damn, this bitch is funny. She reminds me of Kirst Kristen. It's Kristen? Kristen. 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 She got a load of Botox in her face, and now it doesn't move as much. And it was really, her facial expressions were some of the funniest. I know. I feel like everybody has. I was watching Reese Witherspoon the other day, and I was like, damn, girl, you can't even crack a smile anymore. What the hell's going on? I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Can't you tell? I'm just overjoyed. Yay. Now I'm crying. <laughs> now I'm crying. <laughs> but they've had like Botox in there. Yeah, they don't even so have no tears tears. anymore. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, tell me about your restaurant thing. Oh, God. You said God. something happened to you in a restaurant. This was so funny. And I'm scared. I'm so. scared. I'm scared. Last time you went to a restaurant, you had a gender non-binary explosion <laughs> yeah. meltdown. And you know what? I was with the same woman who I was with for that one. So Lucy. So my friend Stephanie is a food blogger, and her Instagram. She's gonna stop taking you out. Her Instagram is called the Dining Dolls, and she goes to a re different restaurant like three times a day. She gets free shit everywhere she goes. Three times a oh, day. Oh yeah, yeah. She'll hit up three in a day, and it's just all comped, like all tasting menus. It's crazy. So uh -oh. she invited me to the opening of this new restaurant in Hollywood mm -hmm. and everything was going to be comped and whatever. And so we go in and it was amazing. It was a really fun night. And then we get up to leave and we're walking out. No one else was really in there except for two tables. And one of them was three men and one man says, hello, ladies, how are you? You look gorgeous tonight. He said, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> and uh, he says, "What do you? What? What brings you out tonight on this uh, dinner? <laughs> uh, food?" Uh, we said, "Oh, well, you know." She says, "Oh, I'm a food blogger." He says, "A what?" She says, "A a, a food blogger." He says, "Oh, okay. Um, so where's the last place you went before this?" And she says, oh, yesterday I went to this really good, like, hot pot place where, you know, the, the beef was incredible. And he says, oh, yeah? What kind of beef was it? And she says, um, Wagyu. It was – and he says, oh, oh, yeah? And he's getting all, like, confrontational like this. It was so confusing. And then he goes, oh, yeah? It was Wagyu. Um, what kind of blah, blah, blah was the blah, blah, blah. And he's asking her some question about, like, you know how it's, like, called grade five or something? I don't know. What. She's not a chef. Right. She's a food blogger. And, and she goes, oh, yeah, well, it, you know, it was flown in from Japan and really good quality. And he's like, yeah, but you don't know the answer to that? And she was like, oh, no, you know, I didn't, I didn't ask. Just enjoying the food. And he's like, <laughs> okay. And then I go, what brings you out? And he goes, well, we love to go places and feel grateful for life and soak up the essence of the experience. And I said, oh, well, that's what we love to do, too. And he goes, 
no, you fucking don't. And I said, excuse me? He was like, no, you motherfucking don't. <laughs> You're out here fucking food blogging. You don't even know what the fucking Wagyu beef was. Get the fuck out of this fucking restaurant. Oh, my God. No. What is happening? Uh, we were like, okay, well. Wait, this wasn't the owner or anything. No, it was just a random ass customer. And I mean, we were we were witnessing a bipolar episode. Like it was nuts. Yeah, you saw a navy beat. And before. his his friends were like slowly like leaning away from him, like they had no idea what to do. We were like, okay, well, nice to meet you. He was like, don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> As we're walking away, like trying not to laugh, he stands up and starts screaming after us. Get the fuck out of here. Don't ever fucking come back here again. And we were like running to oh our my God, Lucy. <laughs> it was amazing. It was my favorite thing. It was so funny. I mean, that's stuff like that is quite fun because it's like, yeah. I mean, how much more memorable is that night? Now? I know. <laughs> I was laughing. Like, I woke up laughing today. I couldn't. I couldn't get over it. It was so entertaining. So he's very angry at food bloggers. Well, he's probably one of those people that, that sees, like, young people out on their phones and just really doesn't appreciate that culture, which is fine. But um, that's a personal problem, which you keep to yourself. <laughs> Like we're saying, you don't need to disclose your truth all the time. You know? Um, yeah, anyway. Very, very interesting. Shall we do the news? It's not wild news. It's not important news. It's, it's Lucy and Annabelle news. Ho, 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 ho. You just called me a hug. I did. You'd a, you'd a hoe of all hoes. What do you have for us, Annabelle Corndog Jones? <laughs> Speaking of food, I'm hungry now. <laughs> uh, has to be the most disgusting food item ever invented. Corn dogs? <clears throat> what are you yeah. talking about? I love a good corn dog. What's wrong with you? It's like an American took a scotch egg and then just bastardized scotch it. eggs are disgusting okay well so are corn dogs so i forgot you don't have corn dogs in england no we don't wow yeah look my news is this it's not really a news story as such as a more of an observation of something in the news which is i uh this morning i subscribed to the the telegraph newspaper which is not really my type of newspaper, but there was an article on that I wanted to read. And I love to go into spaces that are not my usual space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, especially online. It's so easy to live in an echo chamber. I know. And the Telegraph is no exception to that rule. Oh, wow. Which brings me to my news, my news article. How Camilla Parker Bowles went from public enemy number one to national treasure... National treasure. Can you tell everyone who Camilla Parker Bowles is? <laughs> Not Parker Bowles. Bowles. Camilla Parker Bowles is the woman that Charles was in love with before he married Diana. I just know her as the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then... 
continued to have an affair with during his marriage with Diana. Right. And has and now... And on his wedding day, wore cufflinks with two Cs on them, Charles and Camilla, that he had been given by her. Like, the level of this affair... An affair is one thing, whatever, whatever. It happens, people do it. This is like some kind of psychological warfare on Princess Diana, who I feel like people forget when she married Charles, Charles was 19 years old. Was he really? She was. Oh, she was. Oh, oh. I was going to say, he looked like he was 50. He was in his 30s. She, I think he was in his 30s, she was 19. Wow. A child when he married her. And he wanted to marry Camilla, but he couldn't because she had been divorced. Oh, and I the see. Royals don't do divorce, right? But they just continued to have an affair. He literally bought his estate because it was fifteen minutes away from where she lived. Wow! Like this whole situation is psycho. It was psycho from the beginning. This motherfucker was wearing C and C cufflinks that she gave him on his fucking wedding. Like it's just that must nasty. have been so hard for Diana. It's just nasty. I can't imagine how hard it must have been for her. Awful. And then, actually, there is one story that she tells in her own words of confronting Camilla at a party. Really? um, Where she basically just said to her, you think I'm a fucking idiot, and I'm not a fucking idiot. I see you, bitch. Which is what I would do as well. Me too, and then I'd I'd fucking step on the back of her dress so she fell. (laughs) I think for me, the stuff with affairs and all of that is like, I the idea of of other people knowing more about my relationship than I do, and more about my life than I do, is what, for me, is the upsetting thing about that. Yeah. And... The humiliation of it, I think, is what it is. And that is something I've always maintained in my past relationships. Is like, whatever happens, whatever transpires, life happens, shit happens. Don't fucking let me walk into a room, ever, where there are people who know more about my life than I do. Yeah. That's always been my kind of thing. I always remember anyway. Emma Thompson's line in Love Actually where she finds oh. out that he's cheated on Alan Rickman has cheated on her and she says I am so in the room. A classic fool. Yes, but you've also made a fool out of me. You've made the life I lead foolish too. Exactly. That's so heartbreaking. That's crushing. That's that for me is Love Actually is one of my favorite films and I know that maybe that sounds stupid but I think it's just a brilliant I think it's a like perfectly perfectly done film it's an I incredible really film it, for what it is yeah. and also for more than what it is like what other film of that genre since really has had an impact like that there Nothing. hasn't really been one no. and it, there hadn't been for a while like rom-coms and shit like that was was kind of dying off at that point but you know Richard Curtis he's just he knows he knows what he's doing um yeah it's a monster of a film it's perfect it really is and that dynamic like every time I see that it breaks me because I know how I know that feeling right and when she's standing there in the bedroom and trying to 
like straightening herself off and crying and the Joni Mitchell song plays, Oof. it just every time it just like punches Guts me in the you. gut. I know. And when she comes down into the living room and she's like, right, let's go. And the look that they exchange and like, oh, I know. God. She's such a brilliant actress. and She's so brilliant. And everyone can see themselves in that movie. Yeah. In what is as one of the characters. Yeah. It's um, amazing. So anyways. So what is this? This Telegraph. What, yeah. What is article, this news so about? How Camilla Parker Bowles went from public enemy number one to national treasure. What? Who? <laughs> no. <laughs> so speaking of an echo chamber, it's like the Telegraph is clearly this conservative, very like old fashioned space where like old men obviously want to see pictures of like fruity Camilla Bowles and her lips, um, Parker Bowles and her lipstick, like at events. <laughs> and I don't know, there's a picture here as of her with um, actress Emerald Fennell, who plays her in The Crown. Mm -hmm. And there's a picture of them. You're going to love this because it actually leads on to the conversation that we're going to have today once mm. you've done your news article. But So Camilla Parker Bowles, Duchess of Cornwall, standing next to actress Emerald Fennell during a party at Clarence House celebrating International Women's Day. Wow. I mean... <laughs> It's psychotic. It's actually fucking crazy. I'm like, you bitches are standing here smiling. The adulteress is now the hero. On International Women's Day, standing next to the woman who portrayed you, having your effect fucking Prince Charles, while he was married to teenager Diana Spencer... And you're just standing there with a glass of wine, smiling, the two of you, like Cheshire Cats on International Women's Day. It's classy. Very classy. And this is why people hate women. <laughs> and this is why other women hate women and men hate women. I'm just saying. <laughs> a man will shoot you in the head. A woman will slowly poison you. With oh, like, yeah. Like military tactics over the fucking course of your life. Yes. Poisoning you to death. Yes. <laughs> And then take take pictures with your dead body. Exactly. Basically. It's yeah. just, I just saw this picture and I, my eyes almost fucking leapt out of my head. But anyway, it's an article about how wonderful uh, Camilla is. Their, their love is and all of this stuff. And what I'm noticing obviously is that there is kind of a soft launch of the Queen's death happening. Mm. Um, you know, we've got the Jubilee coming up and I think everyone knows that's her going to be her last kind of big event, um, you know. And so they're starting to stoke the fires in right. the run-up to the Jubilee of, like, preparing the country for what's next. And the PR is working hard. They are working hard to bolster Camilla as... Whatever she's going to be, uh, the Queen has deemed her to be Queen's co Queen Consort. But I just don't think there's any amount of PR or damage control that will ever, 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 ever change the public's mind. Ever. I mean, she, they are loath. Is a very small amount of people, I think, who accept or like them. 
I have empathy for them in the sense that they were caught up in probably one of the most fucked up families in the world. And they should have just been able to marry. And it would have saved everyone a huge amount of pain. It would. Imagine how different the royal family would look if they had gotten married. That's wild to think about. God. I'm going to not comment on that. But Um, but anyway, that's my news is that uh, according to the echo chamber, the conservative echo chamber of the Telegraph online, Camilla is a national treasure. And I've just noticed that the that the media is just definitely soft launching the uh, Queen's death and the rise of the, the future king and queen wow. consort. So, just an observation, not really news. I don't think, or maybe it is. I don't get know. ready, world. Camilla's coming. She's coming. Snatch up your man. <laughs> She's gonna come after your man. <laughs> okay. Well, what have you got for us, Lucy? All right. So here's the headline. Oh no, I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> okay. The French fry lover in your life may go head over peels for this perfume. Looking for a last-minute Valentine's Day gift? A new perfume from the Idaho Potato Commission, yep, you read that right, has created a perfume that gives off the aroma of French fries in all their greasy, salty splendor. So this perfume is called Frites. And here's what it looks like. Oh my god, is that a little potato next to it? Oh it's, no, a, it's a it's a crinkle. Is this real? It's, is this real? <laughs> yes, it's a crinkle cut French fry in the picture. Whether you're at a drive-through restaurant or dining in, it's near impossible not to grab a fry and take a bite before you dive into your meal. Right? The smell sure. is too good to resist. Um, this is a limited edition fragrance, and it's a 1.7 ounce bottle. It was on the on their website it's sold out people bought this yeah they bought it now i don't know that i would want to smell like a greasy french fry i mean if you want to do that why don't you just go work at mcdonald's and you can achieve it for free you can get paid to smell like a french fry instead of paying to smell like a french fry you know I mean, forget that. Just cook some potatoes in the oven in your kitchen and just hover over it for a second while the oven door is open. And yeah, bam, you done. got it. Exactly. No no purchase necessary. No. And you get a snack. Yeah. Perfumes are overpriced anyway, so. <laughs> so. So, so, uh, de frites. Got it. Uh, de frites. That yes. That is just so unbelievably disgusting. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm going to order you a bottle for your birthday. No, don't order me a bottle. Definitely ordering you a bottle. Okay, we've got a little listener feedback. Okay. One listener says, Hi ladies, I love this latest episode. I'm so happy you're finding joy in your lives. Hearing about all your adventures and everything you're getting through is amazing. So proud of you both. Sometimes you do just have to say, Today is the day I'm going to do this. Whatever it is, because there is no perfect time. I loved hearing the whole food story, Lucy. This episode came at the perfect time for me. Just last week, I booked a trip for myself for later this year because I felt in my body and soul I just have to be at this particular event taking place. So I did a little research and soul-searching and went ahead and did it for myself. Sometimes when it just feels right within you, you have to go along with it. Thanks, as always, for your insight and perspective. Much love, always. Kisses. What a lovely note. That's great. So happy Mm. she booked the trip. Me too. Where is she going? I, I don't know. I know. I want to know. 
All right, this listener says, Hey, Lucy and Annabelle, thank you for another great episode. It was a definite relief to tune out the dread and horror of our time for an hour. So excited for you both with another door opening for Lucy's acting career and the universe telling Annabelle to go forward. It's good to hear about the positives right now. It's hard right now to remember that there's still happiness in this world. Thanks for the reminder. Anytime. Aww, that's so nice. It is nice. Our listeners are nice. It's our, it's our privilege, to be fair. Um, okay, so at the end of last year, we asked you what you wanted us to talk about, and we basically covered most of them, except for the the breezy light topics of uh, feminism and <laughs> occultism. So today we're going to talk about feminism. And Oh, Jesus. Yesterday was International Women's Day, and I was left feeling complicated <laughs> at the end of International Women's Day yesterday. I definitely saw a lot of posts online which stoked an adverse reaction in me. Yeah, I sat that one out. I sat that whole day out. I think... Okay, this is such a big subject. I know, I know, I know. I'm so nervous. Okay, I'm just telling you right now, I'm going to say a lot of wrong things. I'm going to mess this up, okay? This is going to be messy. Okay. Which is good. I think that's why this conversation is good. And I think my problem with feminism is that most of the time, most of the people that I know that kind of declare themselves as loud feminists have very strict ideas about what feminism is and um people have no idea what it is actually (laughs) (laughs) what it's meant to look like right um and i just really reject that i don't think that i think that there is all of this kind of snake eating its tail stuff with feminism whereby you know as we've said before i think that we're very trapped by the uh, bra burning we can do it all feminists because ultimately you know we can't no one can and I think to set ourselves a bar like that where you can have it all you can do it all is just so fucking damaging this is why go on tell us why your shit's spicy about feminism well I've avoided this question <laughs> as long as I could but now you're making us confront it today i think that just fyi um international men's day is november 19th so looking forward to that one this is a huge conversation that one needs to definitely understand what they're saying and have done their research and understood the history behind women's rights to have uh, an opinion on it, I believe. And Do you think that's true? I think it is because this is something that I'm a bit uncomfortable talking about unless I like really deep dive into it. And I've dived in, like I've always been interested in, in the history of it, which obviously dates back hundreds of years. 
um, and the suffrage movement and how it tied in with the abolition of slavery and all that. Because as slavery was abolished, women still were not allowed the vote. And there's so much to it. And there's so many women and men that have been um, important players in where we are in where we've gotten to today with it, that I do believe that that's all important to know because it just helps the conversation. But what I would say about where it is today is I would say that this woke age has completely like twisted things. And it's very dangerous. What I don't want to do in speaking about it is speak in generalities because mm. things are never everyone. They're never always. No, no, no. It's a case-by-case yeah. basis. For as far as we've come with women's rights, we still have a long way to go. Sexism is definitely a thing. There's very interesting information about pay gaps and things like that, which being, which the men and women pay gap is just one factor in the pay gap. There's many things that contribute mm-hmm. to pay gaps, but feminists want to paint it like it's just black and white. And what I would say about this younger generation is that they are completely confused about what feminism actually is. WAP? is not feminism. What's WAP? Oh, the song. Yes. Being an exhibitionist with your body and flaunting your tits is not feminism. I would say that the reason that I'm turned off by feminism is because I find that a lot of times it's about women wanting to be better than men and push men down Mm -hmm. um, when actually it's just about equality. Equality must exist. And that's what people are fighting for. And any group that pushes down another group is not a good thing. It's not about making men nothing. But I find that a lot of feminists are condescending towards men, are angry at men, don't have a healthy respect for men. Are misundressed. What'd you say? Misundressed, like like the opposite of um, misogynistic. Yeah, they treat men like they're the enemy, and I get it. Look, it, it shit goes down. Like st- women deal, and you and I have talked about this in our industry, in the music industry. It's insane what we've dealt with coming from men in a power position. There is like a toxic masculinity and femininity that just means that anything that oppresses becomes toxic. I don't hear a lot of women speak about being feminists in the proper way. And so it's a big turnoff to me. And something like International Mm -hmm. Women's Day, I just go, you know what, I'm not interested because... First of all, I don't enjoy anything where everybody's jumping on a bandwagon. I I don't. (laughs) I usually go in the opposite direction from the bandwagon just because mm. I want to see. I want to look. I want to look at both sides of something. I want to know my facts. I want to know the history. I want to know mm. what what hill I'm dying on before I just blindly go with the masses. I just see so many young girls with the hashtag of feminism. Do whatever you want and fuck him and he's not going to fucking tell me and I'm fucking in charge of my own choices. I hear that attitude a lot and it's completely missed the point. Yeah, interesting. I think I think that I disagree with you and that that I would never say like that what or objectifying yourself or exhibitionism isn't feminism and is wrong. I totally think that if that's what feminism and empowerment is to you then that's what it then that's cool as long as it's coming from a place of empowerment and 
and feeling good about what you're doing if you're doing it for validation if you're doing it to be liked if you're doing it to be acceptable then I would say that that is a different conversation and that there's clearly like pain there that needs to be resolved or issues that need to be resolved but if you're doing it because it feels amazing and you feel empowered then that to me is like right on like you go and if that's feminism to you then great but I think I think at the moment it's very confusing what a woman even is so there's that that is that that's that is something that I think for young people as if it wasn't as if gender issues weren't confusing enough when it was just male and female right now we have people identifying as like onions and shit it's like what where does a what is a woman anymore right um what are we even talking what 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 even is what are we fighting for anymore like what is the yeah where's the the, (laughs) on international women's day yesterday shadow minister for equalities annalise dodds was on a radio show called woman's hour on the bbc and she was asked what a woman is and she couldn't answer the question so if this woman is representing women in parliament and their rights and protection and safety and services don't you think that she should be able to define well what a woman is she's too afraid to define what a woman is absolutely yeah she's terrified to define what a woman is people have different opinions about this some you know people will say that if you identify as a woman then you are a woman if you no questions asked some you know some people who are more science-minded will say genetically hormonally um cellular in your brain all of these things you're not it's not just are you born with male parts or female parts the male female divide in the body goes through every single cell in your body your hormones your brain your muscles your organs all of it has a female male line whatever you know every it's specific to each gender yeah for me what a woman is is do you spiritually emotionally identify as a woman if you do great and that's fine and you're a woman and i and i will treat you as such and respect you as such i'm not one of these people that's like if you were born a man then i cannot accept you you know as a woman but i think that with all of that in mind it's become very kind of confusing for people and i think it's become really difficult to talk about i mean the word woman now they put an x in it because they want the word woman to be more inclusive um i guess you know and i'll probably get called out for being a turf for for saying this but to me what's a turf a trans exclusionary radical feminist people who do not believe that trans people are women i feel personally so irritated by that because what i see that is is further erasure of women and of and of a woman's a biological woman's experience so if you want to identify as woman with an x that's totally fine 
but I will be identifying as woman without an X. Um, I don't have an issue with either, but don't tell me that the way I wish to identify is wrong. I'm happy to live alongside everyone and have everyone live their truth and, and live out the life that they feel God intended for them and that they intend for them. I really, really strongly believe that that is a right that people should have as long as you're not harming yourself or others. But I don't think that we need to remove other people's rights freedoms of thought of expression of speech uh to bolster our own and like you said if we do then we are we are entering a place of oppression right i think that's really confusing and then i think that there's like the more simple things like i used to be such a kind of i've said this before like i was a total libtard woke like (laughs) i'm with her (laughs) um like you know all of that and I think that was just a trapping of my 20s really and just not really being exposed to other things you know Ryan was very conservative a lot of my friends are very conservative and also I'm interested in spaces that aren't the space that I exist in that's why I read things in the telegraph and that's why I read things in the spectator or al jazeera or rt because i'm interested to know what everyone's little echo chamber is somewhere in there is a thread of the truth Mm -hmm. it's very confusing time for women and just for gender in general i had a conversation the other day with a friend on twitter wasn't and was still kind of going on but an old friend he posted um a picture of a netflix advertisement for the program vikings and it was it says i'm watching vikings valhalla for the plot and then it says the plot and then it's just pictures of an insanely hot guy with his shirt off and my friend said how can we progress towards equality when you have influential companies posting stuff like this reverse this post men to women would it be socially acceptable Um, for me, I think that there's a long way to go for men as a group to reach the oppression and objectification, subjugation when it comes to like sex object, you know, objectifying ourselves and using women as a commodity There's a long way for men to go as a group before they match, reach, or even come close to what women have endured But men have very unique trials of their own. And that is kind of more the issue to me. I think the big big thing with me that I hate is that I think we start to lose when we uh, compare men and women and try and pretend that they're the same Mm -hmm. and try and pretend that they're equal. Men and women deserve equal rights, opportunities, freedoms. But men and women are not equal in every way. They are not equal in strength. Right. um, Biologically born men and women do not have the same genitalia. Um, Our our puberty is different. Uh, The way we walk through the world, our life experience is different. The way we are treated from young men to old men to prepubescent girls to you know it's very very different our experiences are everything is different and men have their own struggles and i think that is part of the conversation that 
you know, I really don't feel sorry. I'm sorry. I, I know I'm just so savage when he's like, I don't feel sorry for men. I don't care about International Men's Day. I don't care about wow, wow, boohoo, any of that stuff. I don't care. You've got to talk to me in thousands of years about this. And then maybe I'm interested in any of that. But what I would like to talk about is your individual struggles as your own thing as men. They have their own shit. That's never the conversation. Like you say, it's always this black and white, like zero sum game of like comparison or we have to put each other down or we have to hate each other or like I can only win if you lose vibes. Yeah, it's just trying to strong arm each other. Uh, Yeah, there are many differences, not just physically, but mentally between men and women and again i'm not i don't want to speak in generalities but i was studying some really smart people uh on these topics and and they were talking about how women are on a faster timeline than men to get major parts of their life put together and that causes women to mature mental you know mature and grow up faster than men that's why Mm -hmm. men don't that's why men can like remain little boys is because they have this longer timeline. Women age faster. Mm. Women are judged more harshly by how they're aging faster than men. A man, as he gets older and gets wrinkles is sexier for it. And a woman has to like get rid of her wrinkles and stuff. And I was learning about how reasons in the workplace for employees being paid more or not, women tend to be more agreeable than men. And there's studies that show that agreeable employees get paid less than disagreeable employees. There's things about personality traits in men and women that all factor into how we are different from each other. I think women are more agreeable. They're not taught to negotiate. No, they're taught to nurture. They're taught to nurture and they're taught to be nice and be agreeable. And men are taught that they can thump a boy in the face or a girl in the face or pull hair or go for what they want. But this information is taking it actually a step further, which is that intrinsically we are more agreeable because we are by nature nurturers. That's what women are made of. In general. Whatever you feel you are, you should live that way. And and I support it. Um, so all of that stuff is is one thing. I think the gender non-binary, trans, whatever, like, ever the fuck you identify as, is one thing that is confusing and makes women stay. For me, like, now, just a fuck show and whatever. I just... I don't care about it anymore. I don't care if you're a woman or if I'm a woman. My whole life, I felt... Growing up, I felt very... I'm, I feel very feminine now, and I feel very much a woman now. I have days where I feel as I did when I was younger, where I'd flip between the two. I felt very kind of non-binary as a younger person. Um, I didn't feel male or female. But when I was growing up, it wasn't... There was no TikTok, so I wasn't being diagnosed by the internet as transgender. So I was just experiencing normal teenage stuff, which, by the way, is totally normal. Gender dysphoria is a very normal part. Oh, my God, yeah. When I was a little girl, I would kiss girls i i was very interested in just both sexes i didn't not none none of it was wrong none of it was weird none of it it just was what it was and yeah i feel the same i grew up with a little girl who one of my friend's little sisters when she was about three decided that she wanted to live as a boy and she continued to have her girl's name and identify as a girl but 
she lived totally as a boy Mm -hmm. and the parents just let it rip and then she hit puberty and she grew out of it yeah and now she lives as a girl but if she had grown up today and she had been on tiktok and she had been online she probably would have been told that she was trans yes and she probably would have been put on hormones and she probably would have had a very very different life so I, i do think that that's interesting i do think that the internet is kind of leading kids down a path with things that are really extreme that are just totally normal average parts of getting older which is kind of feeling uncomfortable in your skin and not really knowing what you are or who you are or what you identify as um yes so i think that's interesting but then there's then there's like the more traditional kind of issues around feminism for me of like and when I say traditional, I mean like before we had the before we had the trans chat and the non-binary chat as a part of this, when we just talked about good old-fashioned feminism, women, yeah, <laughs> yeah. women and getting the vote, or like whatever that was. I mean, white women getting the vote. Don't forget that the suffragettes were very racist overall, and black women didn't get the vote. Right, right. I thought that the women's posts online that I saw were cute, of like. People being like, my mom or my sister or my girlfriend or like, I'm so lucky to work with these amazing women or whatever it is or like nice things like that. And then I saw some other things that just felt to me like what puts me off of feminism is like this very aggressive, like turbo butch approach to feminism where it's like, I want to be like a man. Yeah, it's strong arming men. And it's, it's not even, I think, I wouldn't even describe it as strong-arming men. I would describe it as replicating toxic masculinity, a trait that doesn't even work for men anymore. It's so disruptive. It's so not beneficial. It's so becoming so outdated and frowned upon. The boys' club stuff, toxic masculinity. And then yet we have these generations, I think, specifically of millennial women who saw the best way to get ahead or do what they needed to do was by being like that, Mm -hmm. speaking like that, acting like that, um, conducting yourself in that way. And I definitely saw some, some things which annoyed me. Um, one of them was somebody that is a friend of mine. And I like, honestly, just don't even like not, this isn't like a moral thing or whatever. And it's not like a, not trying to get in a fight thing, but, you know, she's a businesswoman, she's a business owner, she works in a very male-dominated industry. And uh, she had shared on Instagram that she felt that International Women's Day wasn't a place for um, posts about how much you love your girlfriend and um, sending flowers to the women's in your life. We don't want flowers, we want a seat on the board Oh, for God's sakes. Then go get it. Well, she's already got it because she owns the company. Good. She's sorry. <laughs> Good. Um, you should go after everything you want, ladies and gentlemen, because there are many, many women in positions of power. Yeah, there's many women in positions of power. But, and that's fine. That's all good. I just think back to the thing of, like, we don't have to put down another way of life or another set of values or another ideal to bolster our own. Right. I think for many people, if I just think about many women I know who are mothers and housewives and 
have beautiful lives and they've dedicated their lives to their husbands and or their wives and their families. And International Women's Day is very much a day that they want to be recognized and have a post about them on Instagram and have a have a bouquet of flowers sent yes. to their home. Give me the power and seat and flowers. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, exactly. Or you want both. Right. Right. And that's I had I know I rarely ever respond to stuff on this like this online, but I did say I'd like to think and hope that there's room for both. But she's very, you know, adamant in her feelings that that is just not the time or place for that. And I really reject that. I really do. It's just not, that's not a brand of, of, um, of feminism or, uh, it's not a route of progress that I see as sustainable. Not every woman wants a seat on the board. In fact, most men don't. And what the world in which you're orbiting is a corporate, very kind of, close and specific world a place of privilege most people don't really work in those places there's no there's no hope or sign in their lives of having a seat on the board right so again you can't speak in generalities about it because it's a case-by-case basis i think a lot of the ideas at the core of radical feminism actually insult women okay i think they like encourage you to be thin-skinned instead of going after your goals and i think people like to wallow in being victims sometimes yes i think there's a lot of victimhood in a, a lot of people feminism a lot of different things yeah and uh i think feminine you know feminism Whatever people understand that to be, which for each of us, it's different. I think it, it can stunt a movement sometimes, like stunt, mm. <laughs> stunt mm-hmm. the potential of the individuals mm-hmm. sometimes. I agree with you. I saw some things on that day that were posted that I was just going, oh, God, you guys. Ugh. It's just off base. I really don't like talking about this. I really don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to put this episode out. I want to erase everything I said. I knew you were going to do this. And you're right. And you know what? Something like the reason I mentioned WAP is because if that makes you feel empowered, like you said, and that makes you feel sexy as a woman, and you want to do that, that's great. I guess it's on my mind is because I teach children. It was like what, the number one song and, like, broke all these records. Seven-year-olds, five-year-olds were singing it and acting it out. And I've seen a huge shift in what children are emulating and wanting to Mm -hmm. aspire to. If a little girl is aspiring to fucking a big cock and showing her tits and talking about her wet-ass pussy, that's not exciting to me. That's very ordinary. That's very average for a woman to call it female empowerment. It's much more special to me when I see a woman who's coming at life from a different place and has something to actually offer and contribute as an individual. I get that you don't like the song WAP. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. As, I'm no, using I, it I as an example of what's no, happening. I'm just saying, like you, you have a very low opinion of it and that brand of, you know, feminism or whatever it is. I look at Cardi B, I see somebody who has built herself up from nothing. Of course, I do too. A stripper, and she's now... A multi-millionaire. She has everything. She has two kids. She has a partner. She has an incredible career. She works her ass off. Of course she does. I don't disagree with any of that. I guess I just don't see WAP as this, like, isolated thing. I see it as a kind of 
representation of like everything that she is as a person i guess and everything that she's worked for i'm just observing huh wow that's different from when i was growing up but when we were growing up it was um you can be whatever you want to be haha nudge nudge wink wink you're gonna get married and have kids right so i feel like it's the pendulum swinging the other way and to me the WAP generation is no more or less offensive than the American doll. I'm going to buy my little five-year-old a baby in a push chair and start brainwashing her into the fact that she's going to be a mother and have children and be married one day. Hmm. Both to me is, is disturbing. God, I always hmm. played with fire trucks and like spaceships and shit. I never had dolls. Did you? I mean, I had, I had both. I loved, I was obsessed with my Barbies but I also loved my mon- my remote control monster truck. Right. And my best friend was a boy and I was out, you know, I was very tomboyish. But I loved my Barbies. Um, I loved my dollies. I loved makeup and dresses and all of that stuff. I mean, it's not really any different than how I am now. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. I think that what you and I are both saying in a roundabout way is that I don't think there's any right or wrong way no. to do feminism. And I think that as long as you're not harming anyone else or yourself and you're not oppressing anyone else to bolster your own values and rights, then then let it rip. I like that. Yeah. I, I just don't like the condemnation and the judgment of people who do not exhibit their feminism and do not exhibit um, their cause, whether they have a cause or not. Also... If you don't want to be a feminist and you don't want to think about things like this and you don't give a fuck about any of it, I kind of just think that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Like, not everyone has to care about everything. Not everyone has to agree with with how you feel, and that's one of the things that's so frustrating in today's uh, conversation. Not our conversation, just the conversation of the times. Is like people cannot rest until they feel that like other people agree with what they agree with if you think what you think about women and male men and gender okay i don't have to agree with you i'm not mad about it i think that that's really healthy um and i just i just think it's such a fascinating conversation i think it's ever-changing i think it's so wild right or wrong answer i don't think that ever will be as long as human beings are on earth Let's not let, you know, gender separate us as humans. Be whatever you are and don't oppress anyone else to solidify your own beliefs. Be a CEO. Yeah. Sit on the board. Be a housewife. Or fuck a big dick and talk about your wet ass pussy. Whatever you want. Just feel good about it. (laughs) Yeah. And do it because you feel good about it. Yeah. Great. Feminism solved. Solved. (laughs) I was so interested to know what you were going to say when i texted you yesterday to say i want to talk about feminism i saw some women's day posts that really irked me and you were like i did too i didn't (laughs) want to ask you in that moment what they were and because i didn't know whether you were going to be thinking how i was thinking or you were going to be thinking the other way because sometimes (laughs) with you i can't tell (laughs) sometimes you surprise me and i'm like whoa okay i didn't see that coming (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I I don't know if I disagree with you or agree. I don't know what side of the I fence think we think agree with each other on some things and we disagree on other things and that's that's cool. Yeah. 
That is cool. You're going to listen to this, have a mental breakdown, want to delete the episode. Yeah, I don't want to put this out. This is crazy. (laughs) You know who I was thinking about on International Women's Day? Who? The women in Ukraine. Me too. That's all I was thinking about. Me too. I didn't give a fuck about anyone's wife or girlfriend or fucking CEO or boardroom or any of that stupid shit. I was completely devastated for those women in the bomb shelters giving birth. Mm-hmm. Go- going across the border with their fucking kids, giving yep. their kids to strangers. Yep. That's who I was thinking about. So happy International Women's Day to one and all. Yeah, thousand percent. Um, but I just wanted to finish with that because I think that however much you and I may disagree on things sometimes... Or however spicy our opinions may be. At the end of the day, I think we can agree on this. I think we can agree on what's really important. Yep. Sending love, support, peace, resources, food, money to those women. Love you. I love you. I would be complex. I would be cool. They'd say I played the field before I found someone to commit to. And that would be okay. For me to do Every conquest I had made Would make me more of a boss to you I'd be a fearless leader I'd be an alpha type When everyone believes ya What's that like? I'm so sick of running as fast as I can Wondering if I'd get there quicker If I was a man